morning. Uh, last line of that chorus of that song says, let me not forget his grace. And I think we're prone to doing that. We're prone to forgetting all the different grace that God bestows upon us daily. And uh, part of that song also says, you know, fill my, fill my lips with singing. I think it's a good thing in We should always be singing to the Lord, not just in worship, but even throughout the week. Singing is really a matter of the heart. Um, you know, let me encourage you something practical. If you can spare uh, 150 pesos a month, uh, there's an app called Spotify. Oh, actually, free naman eh. Kung, kung hindi ka naman masyado mapili, you can access it for free. And uh, there's uh, many, many wonderful Christ-centered songs that you can have access to. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Hymns, instrumental, vocal, choirs, uh, different Christian universities, uh, yung kanila mga choir. And, uh, you know, there's, it's really, there's no limit to the different... Uh, music that can minister to your soul, songs that are filled with God's word. Okay, uh, of course, you know it's not a Christian app. Just so you know, okay, there's also a temptation there to listen to things that don't honor the Lord. But uh, if you're looking for ways to honor the Lord in your life and worship, um, it's a wonderful investment. I think DK Magsisise, and even if you don't want to invest, you'll have a limited selection, but at least you'll have that. Hebrews chapter seven this morning. Hebrews seven. Uh, we won't start off reading the passage. But uh, if you remember in where we left off several weeks back, the theme overall in Hebrews is Jesus is better. And then in uh, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, the author of Hebrews starts making his argument to point us to the priesthood of Jesus Christ, the fact that Jesus Christ is a better high priest. Pero yung kanyang argument, yung kanyang tinuturo sa atin, yung mensahe niya, naputol sa chapter 5. Hindi ko alam kung naalala niyo yun. In chapter 5, in the middle of chapter 5, and then all throughout chapter 6, he stops, stops proving his point that Jesus Christ is a better high priest, and he begins giving a warning. Yung focus ng warning niya is for us to keep growing in our spiritual life, be receptive. In fact, kung gusto niyo tignan, ano, so chapter 5, um, Chapter 5, verse 10, he begins comparing the high priesthood of Jesus Christ, the ministry of Jesus Christ of bringing us into to God's uh, presence to, to the priesthood of a man by the name of Melchizedek. Verse 10, being designated by God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And then he stops. Look at verse 11. Sabi niya, about this, we have much to say and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. So madami pa siyang gustong sabihin o ituro sa atin tungkol kay Jesus Christ, Christ's high priesthood, and Melchizedek, that comparison, but he stopped. Bakit? Kasi sabi niya, hindi kayo handa spiritually. And he stops and spends the next chapter and a half just warning about listening to Jesus Christ and uh, not being dull sa ating pakikinig. Ngayon, pagdating sa chapter 7, he begins to pick this back up proving and for the next three chapters, okay? So I want you to hold on. Dahil uh, yung Hebrews, uh, once you get to chapter 10, it's going to start really becoming very, uh, chapter 11, sorry. It's going to start becoming really, really very practical, okay? Uh, throughout chapters 1 to chapter 10, parang salt and pepper shaker lang yun, may konting ganyan, just a pinch here, a pinch there. But once you start getting to chapter 11, that's where uh, a lot of it really comes together. 
But before that happens, the first 10 chapters, we have to really just fasten our seatbelt and work through this. Alamin natin kung ano yung tinuturo ng Panginoon sa atin. And uh, ako, I'll already warn you, uh, itong chapter 7, it was tough. Okay? And uh, even today, uh, I'm going to do my best to walk us through the entire chapter. But wag kayong mag-alala because the chapter focuses on Jesus Christ. In fact, that's, the, that's really the highest point of the chapter. Jesus Christ's work as our high priest. So bago tayo magsimula, hindi tayo natulong sa Panginoon. Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your wisdom. We pray, Lord, that you would also give us that wisdom right now as we study your word. Help us not to study just to be intelligent people or smart Christians who know a lot. Lord, help us to come to scriptures with humble hearts, wanting to be changed, wanting to see our Savior, wanting that grace that only he can give. Lord, we come to you as desperate people. We need that grace. We need that wisdom. Father, will you give it? Help us to understand your word this morning. Help us to live it out. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In September of 1938, the German Fuhrer, Adolf Hitler, was threatening to invade Europe. In fact, the first target that he had set his eyes on was the country of Czechoslovakia. And uh, you Great Britain or England, uh, they were really doing everything that they could in their power along with their ally, uh, France, um, to, to stop having a war, stop a war from beginning in Europe. Uh, in fact, they were encouraging Russia to, to get involved. Uh, the United States did not want to get involved at that time. Uh, they were trying to include uh, Italy in talks. And I think they were, I can't forget, I can't remember, there's another country that they were trying to include. But see, Adolf Hitler would not be appeased. And so in September of 1938, young uh, Prime Minister of England at that time, his name was Neville Chamberlain, he began traveling from England to Germany, meeting with Adolf Hitler himself in a series of negotiations that just spanned, uh, if I remember correctly, just a few weeks. And he was trying to find a way, what would keep Adolf Hitler from starting a war in Europe. And so pabalik-balik siya, I think he made at least two trips to Germany from England, uh, bringing different proposals, and they would discuss it with phone with other leaders of the different countries in Europe. And uh, finally, after several weeks, multiple trips, nagkaroon sila ng agreement. They decided that uh, they would split the country of Czechoslovakia, and uh, half of it would go to Germany. It would belong to Germany. In fact, I think before this, Germany already took Austria. Sinapok na nila yung Austria. And uh, ngayon, ang decision nila is uh, half of Czechoslovakia would go to Germany along with its majority of 800,000 uh, German nationals. And then the rest of Czechoslovakia would be split up. Part of it would go to Hungary and part of it would go to Poland. So can you imagine that? Just in a sit-down meeting, they split a whole country into three. And Czechoslovakia ceased to exist. Ngayon meron Czech Republic, ano? Pero nung time na yun, nawala sila. Nawala yung bansang yun. And uh, see, Neville Chamberlain, he went back to England and, uh, you know, he patted himself on the back. Uh, his mission was successful. He had averted war. There would be no major loss of life in the continent of Europe because of his negotiating skills. He was able to appease um, yung, yung desire ni, ni Adolf Hitler. Yung peace na yun only lasted for six months. Six months later, Germany invaded Poland and began invading the rest of Europe. 
And uh, Europe, the entire continent of Europe, in fact, uh, umabot na sa Asia. That's how the World War II began. All his efforts of negotiating and mediating had failed. Its result had only provided them temporary peace. How different would the world have been if he would have been completely successful? Uh, probably there would have been millions of lives that would have been saved. Think about that. Yung mga hudyo palang, liman million na pinatay. What about all the different soldiers that died in World War II? You see, he had failed as a mediator between Europe and Germany. You know, tayo sa panahon ngayon, madami na tayong mga iba't ibang mga mediator. Di ba, minsan kung magalit lang sa atin yung boss natin, maghahanap tayo ng co-worker na malakas lang sa boss. Baka maybe you can say a good word on my behalf and we can patch things up. Or, or, or maybe kung nakaaway mo yung kapitbahay mo, there's another neighbor that will step into place and, and sit down with the three of you and try to make things right. Or, or even two siblings, right? Uh, may nag-aaway na magkapatid. Maybe another sibling will come alongside. Huwag na kayong mag-away. Or maybe a parent will get involved and mediate. But do you know that all the human mediators, there's, there's a type of mediation or human mediators that has a 100% rate of failure. No success whatsoever. You know what that is? Those are all the mediators that tried to go between God and man. Throughout all of history, there have been many, many who have tried to stand between God and man and tried to bridge that gap and build a relation between God and man, the, the relationship that was broken by sin. And every single one of those mediators failed. Walang pumasa ni isa. 100% rate of failure until Jesus Christ came. You know, every human mediator fell short of bringing men to God. But when Jesus Christ came, He successfully completed that ministry and continues to have that ministry today. See, Jesus Christ alone is the perfect high priest. He's the only one who successfully paid for our sins and successfully brought us to God and continues to stand on our behalf intermediating mediating or, or, or having that intercessory ministry between us and God until today. In fact, that ministry is a ministry that will last forever. Jesus Christ did it completely and He will do it for the rest of eternity. You know what you need to do this morning? You need to trust in Jesus Christ. Trust in Christ's complete work at the cross. Trust not just in His person, but in the work that He has done, that He has completed. Not just for salvation, but if you're here and you're a Christian, you've got to trust in Christ's grace that He provides at the cross of Calvary, that He continues to provide for you to resist sin. Uh, bago tayo magpatuloy, uh, hihilingin ko na, you know, uh, we have some tech teams uh, uh, in the back. Uh, I'm going to go through this and I need you to just be uh, 100% because there's a lot to work through. We're actually going to cover the entire chapter. So uh, we, they're going to need this. Um, and uh, we're going to work through this. Uh, 
the first section here, maybe the first 20 verses, a lot of this we just have to really work through. And then once we get to the end, we see what the, what the objective of the author of Hebrews is. Saan natin mauunawaan. Pero ultimately, ang ginagawa niya is pinapakita niya how Jesus Christ is the perfect priest. How, and he's com- comparing it to the priesthood of the high priest or the priest called Melchizedek. Melchizedek only shows up three times in Scripture. The first time he shows up is in Genesis. It's Genesis chapter 14 when Abraham rescues Lot. And he, um, Melchizedek meets him on the road as he's coming back and he gives a tenth of all the spoils to Melchizedek. And uh, there's not much that's said about Melchizedek in Genesis. weird, you know, this, this priest just shows up and then he's gone. We don't hear about him anymore. He shows up again one time in the Psalms. And something very important is said about him there. And then we don't hear about him again until Hebrews, significantly. So, titignan natin. But uh, makikita natin dito, yung, yung unang tinuturo sa atin ng author of Hebrews is, through the example of Melchizedek, he wants us to know that God, aside from the Levitical priests, the priests that were mediating between Israel and God, the priests who were sacrificing and uh, the high priest that was going into the holy place for Israel for, for hundreds and hundreds of years. Even before them, God already had other priests. Tignan natin. In fact, uh, isang example, ang example na binagit nito, ang example ni Melchizedek, this high priest, he's another high priest, not of the Levitical priesthood, but his high priesthood is better than the Levitical priesthood. So you think about all these Israelites, all these Jews that were trusting in the Levites to, to bring them access to God. that Jesus Christ can give them complete access to God. They don't need to go back to those Levitical priests. And now the author of Hebrews is saying, listen, you can trust Jesus, not just the Levitical priests, because even aside from the Levitical priests, there were other priests before them that were better than them. One example, Melchizedek. Let's look at verses 1 to 3. Uh, here we're just introduced to Melchizedek and showing that Melchizedek, his priesthood is superior or better than the Levitical priesthood. Let's look at verse 1 to 3, how uh, we're introduced to this Melchizedek, the high priest of the Most High God. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. And to him, Abraham apportioned a tenth part of everything. He is first, by translation of his name, king of righteousness. And then he is also king of Salem, that is, king of peace. He is without father or mother or genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the Son of God, he continues a priest forever. Let's look at what we can learn about this priest, Melchizedek. Sabi dito unang-una, he is Melchizedek, the king of Salem. He was the king of the city of Salem or Jerusalem. Ito yung dating pangalan ng Jerusalem. So, he's the king of Jerusalem. Okay, we can very readily understand that. There's nothing spiritual about that. It's just a fact. He was the king of Jerusalem. Okay? And uh, the thing that we can learn about that is this. Ano ba yung Jerusalem ng time na yun? When he met Abraham, buo na ba yung Israel? Israel, it was just a promise of God to Abraham at that time. Di pa nagsisimula. It was just Abraham and his family. Right? Abraham had just left Ur and begin to go into Canaan. And in Canaan, buo na yung mga iba't ibang mga kingdom, including Jerusalem. But what we find here already, there's Melchizedek. Yes, he's the king of Salem, but he was also a priest of Yahweh. Sabi dito, priest of the Most 
High God. So here's Abraham, he finds himself in the middle of a heathen land. And he finds in this heathen land the king of Jerusalem, who is a high priest serving the Most High God, serving Yahweh. And uh, this king, Melchizedek, goes out, he meets Abraham as Abraham is returning from the slaughter of the kings. He rescues his nephew Lot. We have that in Genesis chapter 14. We won't take time to look at that this morning. And it just so happened that uh, as he met Abraham, to him, uh, Abraham gave a tenth part of everything. Okay? So Abraham gave him a tenth of the spoils. In fact, uh, ito yung unang... Uh, ito yung unang mention in the Bible na makikita natin yung salitang tithe okay, or spoils. Abraham, uh, not in worship of Melchizedek, but in worship of God, he knew that Melchizedek was a high priest of God and he gave it to Melchizedek um, as Melchizedek was mediating between him and God. The Bible also tells us about the name of Melchizedek. Okay? Uh, very clearly, yung pangalan niya simply means king of righteousness. Okay? Now, uh, Melchizedek is going to point forward to Jesus Christ. Hindi natin alam yan if you're just reading Genesis or if you're reading uh, Psalm. Well, in Psalm, you start to, to see that already. But uh, he is used as a foreshadowing or a type of Jesus Christ. So sa pangalan niya pa lang, we already get a clue that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is the one who's going to bring complete righteousness. Okay? But for him, it's just part of his name. The Bible says here, and this maybe is a little bit, if you've read this before, he is without father or mother or genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life. Whoa. If you read that, just on the surface level, the thought could be this. Man, there's something miraculous or divine going on here. Si Melchizedek was never born, had no parents, never died. What happened to him? Wala tayong record of any of this? Okay, um, we can stop right there. Why is this significant? Okay, yung mga Levites, balik tayo. Remember, this is a comparison between Christ's priesthood and Melchizedek's priesthood and the Levites. Yung mga Levites, for them to become the high priest, very strict records were kept. Okay? Hindi katulad ng PSA. Mas matindi pa yung record nila. Okay? Kailangan makita kung kailan sila pinanganak at kung kailan sila namatay. Part of history, and they, keep these, they kept these records very strict. In fact, pati yung magulang nila. And on and on and on it goes for you to become part of the high priesthood. There has to be a strict record. And uh, this was true even up until the day of Jesus Christ. They kept very strict records. But si Melchizedek was a different kind of high priest. There was no record. Hindi ibig sabihin na hindi siya pinanganak. Okay? Pinanganak si Melchizedek. Did he have a father and a mother? Yes. Did he have people, did he have ancestors and then maybe children after him? Yes, he had a genealogy. But the point of this verse is saying that we have no record in Scripture. He is without father or mother or genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, recorded in Scripture. We'll see that later on. Hindi lang na isulat. Okay? Uh, so, uh, ang pinupunto niya dito, the Levites aren't the only priests. 
just because yung pagiging priest nila, ganito yung qualification, merong nauna sa kanila in iba, iba yung requirements. Here was one, no listing, no record, and still he was a high priest of Yahweh. He wasn't belonging to Abraham. In fact, he was uh, from a different uh, people altogether. And here he was standing as a high priest. But what's interesting is, Abraham gave a tithe to Melchizedek, and Melchizedek blessed Abraham. Now you're saying, Pastor Robbie, what's the significance? Well, let's, let's keep looking. The Bible also says here at the end of verse 3, Melchizedek is resembling the Son of God as he continues a priest forever. What does that mean? It means that Melchizedek, for the first time in Scripture, we're told that Melchizedek was a comparison between uh, a comparison of Jesus Christ. He is resembling the priesthood of Jesus Christ. Yung mga Levitical priests, the reason why they had to keep strict records para alam natin kung kailan sila nagsimula at natapos ng kanilang ministry. Jesus, or Melchizedek had no such record. Di natin alam kung kailan natapos yung kanyang priesthood. And then you get to Psalm, Psalm chapter 110 verse 4. Here's what God says. The Lord has sworn and will not change His mind. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So here you have one verse in Psalms who is actually a prophecy of the Lord Jesus, a prophecy of Messiah. And the significant fact that we learn is that God says Melchizedek's priesthood is going to be a perpetual priesthood. It's different from the Levitical priesthood, but it will last forever, pointing to Messiah. Tapos you get to Hebrews, and ito na yung explanation. Jesus' priesthood is not one like the Levites, kasi sa kanila nagsimula, natapos, the priesthood of Jesus lasts forever. Jesus remains a priest forever. He's uh, different than the Levitical priest. Uh, like Samuel. Si Samuel uh, wasn't part of the Levites. Let's keep going. One thing that we can learn from this is uh, God is not limited. God does whatever He wants. Even though Melchizedek wasn't part of Abraham's lineage, he stood as a high priest between man and God. That's what God wanted. That's what God wanted. Uh, there's no limit to what God can do. The only boundary that God has is His very own character. God cannot go against His own nature. That's why God cannot lie. He's a holy God. Uh, he can't go against His own nature. But here, in this, in this sense, uh, He wanted Melchizedek to be a high priest. Melchizedek became a high priest. Let's keep going. What about the comparison between Melchizedek and Abraham? Just, uh, just continue to hang tight, okay? Um, alam ko, this is a lot to work through. So let's look. Tignan natin kung ano nagyaring inter- interaction between Melchizedek and Abraham. See how great this man was to whom Abraham the patriarch gave a tenth of the spoils. So Melchizedek was greater than Abraham because Abraham gave a tithe to Melchizedek. What's interesting here, yung salitang ginamit, spoils, it doesn't just mean that Abraham gave a tenth or 10% of everything. He gave 10% of the best. The best of the best binigay niya. Verse 5, And those descendants of Levites, so he changes gears, he changes directions, contrast naman. What about the Levitical priests? And those descendants of Levi who receive the priestly office have a commandment in the law to take tithes from the people, that is, from their brothers 
though these are also descended from Abraham. So what's being told us here, uh, this is itong law from Numbers 18, 21 to 24, yung Levites naman, uh, ang utos sa kanila is sila ang tumanggap ng tithe. So as role of being priests, part of their job, part of their ministry, is to receive the worship that their brothers are giving to the Lord by receiving that tithe on behalf of the Lord. Okay, and that's pretty simple to understand. Let's keep going. But this man, Melchizedek, who does not have his descent from uh, he does not have his descent from them, received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. So your argument is this: If Melchizedek received the tithe from Abraham, who would be the greater person, Abraham or Melchizedek? Obviously, the argument is Melchizedek. Okay. Pero yung mga Levites na tumatanggap rin ng tithe, kanino ba sila nang galing? Iba sila nang galing kay Abraham? So here are your Levite, Levitical high priests. They receive tithes from the Israelites. Pero sila rin, galing sila kay Abraham. Pero si Abraham paid tithe to Melchizedek. Therefore, si Melchizedek is greater than the Levitical priest. We'll just keep reading and we'll see this argument here. It is beyond dispute that the inferior is blessed by the superior. And in the one case, tithes are received by mortal men, but in the other case, by one of whom it is testified that he lives. So now for the first time again, see Jesus Christ, without being named, is brought into the picture. Because Jesus Christ's priesthood is being compared to Melchizedek's priesthood. Sino ba ito? Who is this that of whom he lives? Testified that he lives. Sino ba yung tumatanggap in a sense? Kanino ba napupunta lahat ng uh, binibigay natin sa Panginoon? Uh, of course, tinatanggap natin sa church, pero ginagasos natin para sa Panginoon, di ba? Okay? Uh, so in a sense, who are we giving it to? We're giving it to the Lord. Of course, uh, kanina, I, I didn't see, I know, si Timothy was one of the ushers, I don't know who it was. So men received it, but ultimately, what we gave, we gave it to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one who lives. So, who is greater? <laughs> who is greater? Timothy, the usher who received our tithes and our offerings, or si Jesus Christ na ultimately siya yung pinagbibigyan natin? Of course, wala namang argument lang kahit si Timothy ang tanongin natin, di ba? Alam naman natin lahat yun. Ganon din yung sinasabi ng author of Hebrews. Whether you gave it to the priest, and the priest came from Abraham, or it's Abraham who gave to Melchizedek, ultimately, who is greater? Who received the tithes? Sabi niya, the one who it testified that he lives. He explains this even more in verse 9. One might even say that Levi himself, Levi who receives tithes, paid tithes through Abraham, for he was still in the loins of his ancestor when Melchizedek met him. So, niya, you can even make the argument that even the Levitical priests because they came from Abraham, in a sense, part of what belonged to them na ibigay din kay Melchizedek, they also paid tithes through what Abraham did. And the point just simply is this. The author of Hebrews is just telling us that there is a priesthood that is better than the Levitical priesthood. Why is he making that argument? Because itong mga Hebrew to, gusto nilang bumalik. They don't want to completely embrace Jesus Christ. They want to go back to Judaism and have the priests go between them and God. Then, let's continue, verse 11 to verse 19. Ngayon, he makes a different argument. Uh, along the same lines, he says, itong Levitical priesthood, 
these men who are interceding for you to God, their priesthood is temporary and inferior. It's weak. How? Let's look. Let's start in verse 11. Now, if perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, for if under it the people received the law, what further need would there have been for another priest to arise after the order of Melchizedek, rather than one named after the order of Aaron? Okay? So, uh, it, it's, here's a rhetorical question. If the priests could bring about perfection, would we still need any other priest? If there was someone who could bring us into God's presence completely, and yung ministry niya could just accomplish that perfection that we are looking for, that He would take away sin, that He would remove that struggle from us, kailangan pa ba natin? Kailangan pa ba natin ng other men who would go between us? And the answer would be, of course not. But the problem is, none of those priests were able to bring about that perfection. So, tong Levitical priesthood could not bring about perfection. Tandaan natin yung ultimate goal ng Panginoon. What was God's ultimate goal with His creatures? To have a relationship with them. Right? God wants to have a relationship with you and me. But none of them could... But sin separated us from God. Sin is that, that barrier between us and God. And uh, none of those priests could remove it. Hindi ibig sabihin itong verse na to, that yung Levitical priesthood was completely ineffective. Okay? God had a purpose for them. Remember? They were, they were teaching men. In a sense, itong, itong uh, Old Testament law, the Old Testament covenant, um, this was teaching men that they were sinners and that their sin needed to be atoned for. And uh, none of the sacrifices could, could ultimately pay for their sins, but one day there would come a perfect sacrifice, the perfect Lamb of God. And none of these priests could completely remove their sin. But one day, there would be a perfect priest who would remove their sins forever, completely and forever. So, uh, Galatians also tells us that that Old Testament law was a, a teacher or a tutor to, to point us to Jesus Christ. So it's not that the Levitical priesthood was useless. That's not it at all. God had a purpose for it. But it was a foreshadowing of something greater. Let's look at verse 12 to verse 14. For when there is a change in the priesthood, there is necessarily a change in the law as well. Okay, so, kung magpapalit ng priest, kailangan nagbago dapat yung batas. Um, for the one of whom these things are spoken belong to another tribe. Talking about Jesus. What tribe did Jesus come from? Judah. Now, obviously, the Levitical priests came from the tribe of Levi, a totally different tribe. Pero yung utos ng Panginoon, yung batas, or yung utos ng Panginoon says that every priest needs to come from Levi. That was clear as they left Egypt when God gave the law. So if you're going to have a, a change of a priest that's going to come from a different tribe, there has to be a change in the law, right? For the one of whom these things are spoken belong to another tribe from which no one has ever served at the altar. This verse is telling us that no one from the tribe of Judah has ever served as high priest. No one. For it is evident that our Lord was descended from Judah, and in connection with that tribe, Moses said nothing about priests. So this is pretty simple to understand, right? Um, okay, in Levitical, Levites could not bring perfection. We need a different kind of priest. 
But for there to be a different kind of priest, there has to be a change in the law because no one came from Judah. Look at verse 15 to 17. But Jesus doesn't need any type of legal requirement to become the high priest. Because the basis of him becoming priest comes from something different than mere commandment or legal requirement. Look at verse 15 to 17. This becomes even more evident when another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become a priest not on the basis of any legal requirement concerning bodily descent, but by the power of an indestructible life. For it is witness for him, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So we're going to tie in this and verses 1 to 3 a little bit. So you've got Melchizedek, who has no record of his lineage or genealogy, and yet he was a priest before God, even better than the Levites. Ibig sabihin, sinasabi dito sa mga verses na ito, hindi mo kinakailangan ng legal requirement Hindi ni Jesus kailangan ng legal requirement to become another type of high priest. Bakit? Because Melchizedek didn't have record and he was a priest before God. But the difference between Melchizedek and Jesus is this. Sabi to Jesus, he had the power of an indestructible life. You see, just because Melchizedek, we don't have a record of his birth and of his death and who his parents were, doesn't mean that he did not die. He died. He died just like every other human being. There is only one person that had victory over death. Death could not keep him in the grave. Who was that? Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ rose from the grave, he demonstrated to the entire world, the entire universe, that he has an indestructible life. There is no power greater than the power of Jesus Christ. Bakit? You can't keep him in the grave. And so now, the basis of him becoming our high priest, what is he trying to rescue us from? He's trying to rescue us from sin, right? He's trying to rescue us from the punishment of sin, which is death, complete separation from God. And so he's now our high priest because he just demonstrated that he has that ability to rescue us from death. Because Shamismo, he has the power of an indestructible life. He is a better high priest than Melchizedek. He is a better high priest than the Levites. Wow, took us took us 17 verses to get there. Okay, ni patapos. Let's keep going. So, wala na yung legal requirement. Okay, verse verses 15 to 17 just told us. Listen, yung legal requirement nayon. Forget about it. Okay, it's been set aside. Jesus demonstrated he doesn't need that legal requirement. Verse 18 to 19, because of that, because of that indestructible life, Jesus has become the guarantor of a better covenant. Verse 18, for on the one hand, a former commandment is set aside because of its weakness and uselessness. For the law made nothing perfect. But on the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which we draw near to God. Excuse me. So your commandment regarding the Levites, it's now been annulled. It's been set aside. Why was it set aside? The Bible says here because of its weakness, it couldn't bring anyone to perfection. Its uselessness, it couldn't bring people to God. Okay? Um, the law was, has never made anything perfect. But now we're told that we have a better hope. 
a better hope is introduced. If you were living in the Old Testament as one of the Israelites, constantly you would be bringing animals either to the tabernacle or to the temple to pay for your sins. Regularly, you would be doing this. Mahaba yung pila, kahit na madami pa yung mga priests, they were in the, in the thousands. And, and still, there were many people coming in. Constantly, you would do this. And then well, once a year, there would be, the, on the Day of Atonement, there would be that sacrifice for the entire nation, year after year after year, kahit na nagbago na yung high priest. And it's really pointing. And you know that none of your sacrifices could ever completely pay for your sins. None of your sacrifices could pay for your children's sins. It would just be an ongoing cycle. And so every one of those Israelites were looking for it every time they brought an animal and handed it over to the high priest. Their thought process went like this. Yahweh, we are doing this by faith because this is your command. We are obeying you because we believe in your promises. And we know that one day you will send us Messiah. Messiah who will pay for the sins of the entire world. And we will no longer have to do this. And they're waiting. And nagsawa sila ng kakaantay, they started worshiping false gods. And God had to punish them. And then God brought them back to Israel, but it was never the same. And uh, they tried to go back to it, but ngayon naging formalism na. Nagkaroon na pati ng mga Pharisees and Sadducees, and to the point that their hearts were so hardened that when Messiah finally came, they could not recognize Him. They rejected Him. But the Bible tells us here that through Jesus, a better hope is introduced. A hope through which we draw near to God. You know that phrase is so powerful? Do you realize that that phrase is the solution to sin in Genesis chapter 3? Ano nangyari sa Genesis 3? Ano ginawa nila na nagkasala sila? Nagtago sila. They, know, they knew that they sinned against God. Their sin separated them from God. They could no longer draw near. In fact, no one could draw near. In Israel, the only person that could draw near was the high priest on the Day of Atonement once a year. And he was never sure if he would come out alive. Because But finally, Jesus Christ, when He died on the cross, what happened to the curtain that separated the rest of the temple from the Holy of Holies? It was torn in two. Jesus Christ, through His death, now provided complete access to God. Anyone could now draw near. You don't need any other priest. You don't need a pastor or a Sunday school teacher or anyone else to bring you to God. You can have access to God through the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Jesus Christ saves completely to the uttermost forever. He is the perfect high priest. Sabi ito, through which we draw near to God. So he gives us the... the take a moment, right? Pag-isipan natin. In fact, uh, let's just go ahead and skip to the next point. We only have 10 minutes. Um, Christ's priesthood is better. It's better than the Levitical priesthood. Let's, let's keep going to verse 20 to 28. Jesus Christ guarantees a better covenant. Verse 20 to 22. And it was not without an oath. Remember, we talked about this last Sunday night. For those who formerly became priests were made such without an oath. They were made priests by birth, by the commandment. This one was made a priest with an oath. 
by the one who said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priesthood forever. Kanino nang galing yung oath na yun? So Jesus Christ became a high priest not through legal requirement, but he became a high priest through an oath. Who made that oath? God. So God declared it that Jesus Christ would be a high priest forever. He is superior to the Levites because his high priesthood was confirmed with an oath. How many Levites became priests because God made an oath? None. Not a single one. God made an oath to Jesus, and what was the content of his oath? Nakita natin yung kanina sa Psalm 110 verse 4. The oath was this. He, his priesthood would be a priesthood that would last forever. Walang katapusan. What else? Look at verse 23 to 25. And here's where it really it starts to tie in. Jesus provides a final priesthood. Remember, every mediator failed. Jesus didn't fail. The former priests were many in number. Napakadami nila. In fact, uh, they had to go on rotation basis. Well, we find that uh, in, in Luke, uh, may evidence that Zechariah, uh, typically if you're between, um, I think it's 20 to 40, so you had a 20-year opportunity to serve in the temple, and uh, you would go on a rotation basis. Uh, so twice a year you would go, and there would be hundreds and hundreds of you going. And then even in the hundreds and hundreds, hindi ka pa sure kung ano yung magiging trabaho mo. They would, they would draw lots. And uh, it just so happened uh, in, in Luke, I believe it's in Luke chapter 1, si Zechariah na assigned siya to be able to um, offer up uh, incense. And that was, a really spe- that, that was the highlight of his life up until then. Up until that angel spoke to him in a vision. He, there was no assurance that you'd get to do this. You could uh, live as a Levitical priest and die and never get that privilege. He got that privilege and much more. But ang dami nila, yun yung punto, ang dami nila. Tens and tens of thousands throughout their generation. They were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. Bakit? They died. All of them died. So eventually, they died and they couldn't continue as priests. Okay, we understand that, right? No matter what your career is right now, a day's coming, you're gonna die. Okay? Kahit na pastor ka pa. You know, we've heard of pastors that have died preaching. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice, all right? Preaching, you know, you die doing what God's called you to do. Um, But they all died. But he, Jesus, holds his priesthood permanently. Why? Because he continues forever. He is eternal. That means that until now, Jesus is interceding for us to God. Verse um, 25, consequently, so here's the result. Since his priesthood lasts forever, there is no end. He is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. How did Jesus become a priest? Through his indestructible life. He is still living today. And because of that, he is able to save to the uttermost. I want you to stop. Do you realize that Jesus Christ can provide for you and me what no human priest could do? Jesus Christ provides us 
with salvation from sin and a permanent relationship with God. Complete, final in every way. You don't need anything else. You don't need anyone else besides Jesus. Jesus is the only one you need. Jesus can go before the throne of God. And uh, He can go before the throne of God when you stumble into sin again. Isn't that a blessing? Ito tayo, makasalanan. In fact, hindi nga matatapos tong service ito, magkakasalanan na naman tayo. Dito matatapos tong araw na to, maybe hundreds, thousands of sins that we have committed. Every time, Jesus Christ is able in the throne of God to make intercession for you and me. And that's how we can have a relationship with God. The prayers for forgiveness is complete. In fact, Jesus Christ has, has showed us that His forgiveness is complete. He's paid for sin's penalty, past, present, and future sins. And think about this. It's not just Christ's ministry of intercession for us. His ministry of grace isn't just after we have sinned. Christ is interceding for us even before we sin. That means that when you're on the brink of giving into sin, when you're in the middle of being tempted, you can go to Jesus Christ. You can go to God through Jesus and Jesus will give you grace. Why? Because He has saved you to the uttermost. His ministry is complete. The grace that He gives is complete. It's more than enough. His saving grace is eternal. It lasts forever. So you don't get saved and then you sin and you lose your salvation, right? He has saved you to the uttermost, completely. Yung kaligtasan na ibinibigay ni Jesus Christ, it is complete, it is final, it is forever. Those who have been saved will be saved forever. It's not a temporary state of salvation. You don't become unsaved. Okay, you don't become saved and then unsaved. Um, you don't lose your If you've genuinely trusted in Jesus, if God has saved you from your sin, you are completely saved. You are saved to the uttermost. Pero merong condition. Who does Jesus Christ save to the uttermost? Well, look right there in verse 25. Jesus offers this grace, this salvation to anyone who would draw near to God through Him. If you're trying to get to God in any other way apart from Jesus Christ, you will always fall short. You want to receive the grace that Jesus Christ offers. You want to receive the salvation and be saved completely, finally, forever, to the uttermost. What do you need to do? You need to draw near to God through Him. Who is He? He is Jesus, the perfect, the final high priest, the only one who can save to the uttermost. We're running out of time here. Let's look at the last three verses. Jesus Christ provides complete qualities. For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest. What kind of high priest do we have? Holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, exalted above the heavens. In other words, to Jesus Christ, the final high priest, is sinless in character. You realize that all the other high priests, before they could offer sacrifices for other men, had to offer sacrifices for themselves? 
But the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ, when He died on the cross, He wasn't paying for His own sins. He was paying for our sins. In fact, see, Jesus Christ had no sin to pay for. He was completely righteous. Well, what does 1 Peter 3.18 tells us? The righteous for the, the just for the unjust. The righteous for the unrighteous. Jesus Christ had no sins to pay for. He was completely holy. And unlike all those other priests, see, Jesus Christ was completely sinless. He needed no sacrifice or offering for his own sin. He had no sin. And then verse 27 to verse 28. <clears throat> Jesus provides a complete sacrifice. He has no need, like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily. So all those high priests, daily, they were paying, they were attempting to pay for their, not attempting, but they were mediating for their own sins before mediating for others. First for his own sin, then for those of the people. Jesus had no need for that. Why? Since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. So here's the, the comparison here. Earthly priests, they needed to offer sacrifices day after day after day. Jesus' sacrifice made once for all time. Once for all, right? Um, you, you notice we have a cross up here uh, on the back of the stage. And um, let, let me just say this, okay? Tell you how I feel. And I, I hope that uh, you would also feel this way about the gospel. Uh, the cross of Jesus Christ changed my life. And I think we can say the same thing for, for all of you. We sing about this, right? We sing about this. We live this out. We live gospel-centered lives. And so the cross, back then it was a symbol for criminals. Pero sa atin, it's a different type of symbol. It's the symbol of the change, the, the rescue, right? And so I, I hope that you will be offended when the cross is taken lightly. Uh, I hope that uh, you don't give in to the religious fad of wearing, or, or even just a worldly fad of wearing a cross as jewelry. Okay? Uh, don't trivialize the cross of Jesus Christ. Um, let, let me just ask you, you know, if, if you have any jewelry that's the cross, sana wag nyo nang Wag Because the cross means so much. Uh, don't trivialize it. There are other religions that keep Jesus Christ on the cross. Okay? You notice the cross doesn't have uh, an image of Jesus Christ. Obviously, the Lord didn't want any image of Him being created. But also, this is why. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, once for all, and then He rose up, that's it. We're, we, we're not, we're not going to sacrifice Him again and again and again. Same thing when we have the Lord's Supper. Because it's Scripture. He offered Himself. He did this once for all. And, uh, and, and then finally, For the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests, but the word of the oath which come later than the law appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. Another comparison, the priests were appointed by the virtue of the law while they were weak or while they were sinful, but the son was appointed by the virtue of God's oath. Yahweh made him a priest, a priest that was made perfect forever. Let's just tie this in really quickly, okay? What do we know? Under the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, sacrifice, sacrifices for sins were made daily. Araw-araw. It was ongoing, never-ending. Bakit? As far as they could tell, there was no final, visible solution for sin. Hindi nila alam kung kailan matatapos. There was no answer. In fact, it was like, it was like a disease. 
Now think about this. Imagine if, if you were diagnosed with a disease and you went to the doctor and your doctor said, listen, it's bad. This disease is going to kill you. Merong gamot, pero yung gamot won't cure you. It's just going to prolong your life, prolong your, your agony. Mabubuhay ka pa rin, pero it's not, the disease is still going to, it's just going to be a matter of time. We don't know when. And so you keep going back for regular checkups, you know, and then prescriptions, balikan ng balik. And then finally, one day, when you visited that doctor, the doctor says, listen, I've got good news for you. There's now a cure. And you're thinking, baka I might not be able to afford it. I don't have a lot of money. I might not be, how many years is this treatment that I have to keep doing? The doctor says, listen, it's right here. It's just one pill. It will cure you. You don't even have to take it the second time. It's one pill. It's free. You take it once and you don't have to deal with this disease or any treatment again. Wouldn't we all, right? Wouldn't we all, if we were in that situation, wouldn't we all take that pill? clinical studies, okay? Clinical trial. You know what Scripture is saying? Jesus Christ, once for all, has paid for our sins. Once for all. There's no need for any other priests because Jesus did it once. Jesus is better. He can completely save. Christ's sacrifice for us was once for all. That means that He died for all your sins, past, present, and future. He wiped all your sins away. There's no need for tedious sacrifice. Jesus Christ's sacrifice is enough. So what does that mean? Let me just encourage you. Go to Jesus Christ. His person and His ministry as our high priest provide the grace that we need each day. He paid for our sins and gives us the grace to resist any sin. Heavenly Father, we praise You for Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank You that Jesus made the sacrifice once for all and now we have access to You. We have a relationship with You. Even now, we can pray to You, we can sing to You, we can serve You because of what Jesus has done. Lord, when, when where men failed, where none of our goodness could pay for our own sins, Jesus paid for our sins. Lord, now we can have access to you. Father, I pray that we would not take that for granted, that we would be thankful for our Savior who saves completely and forever to the uttermost. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.